Welcome to Session Central. Hi Ben, how's it going? I'm good, how are you? You alright? Very good, thank you. Thank you for doing this. Really appreciate it. alright. Yeah, right. really appreciate you spending uh, you know, spending time with me. And yeah, what I'd like to do um, for this thing is I'd like to have this interview in almost two parts. Okay. Where um, the first part is, uh, I just want to talk about your your career and like your beginnings, and um, all of all of that kind of stuff, and then moving on to the second part, focusing on what advice you can give to people wanting to become session players. Sure. Cool. And um, well, first off, what's new in your world? What have you been up to? Uh, so I finished uh, touring with Foxes um, the end of last year. Um, we've been away pretty much solid for four years actually since the first um, single came out yeah um, so yeah there's a bit of time off at the moment where she's away writing her third album and um, that's hoping to come back around again hopefully by the summer so uh, that, that's in the pipeline I started my own band as well fantastic um, so we're in the, in the process of building that up um, we're called Coach C-O-A-X so we're um, it's kind of going back to the start, really, doing the whole thing. But um, I put the band together with experienced musicians, so we're just kind of um, busy writing and um, looking to take it forward. So that's quite exciting as well. Sounds fantastic. Yeah, Re- yeah, can't wait to hear you know ma- new material from that new band as well. Yeah. Cool. And um, I'd like to start off um, just by asking you, um, like, when when did your sort of drumming career? When did that begin to you? Or, like, when did you start playing? Uh, well, I mean, I started playing when I was 12, I think. Um, so, got, got, got into it from then. I used to um, play piano before that and trumpet, but it didn't kind of work out and got behind a drum kit and it just kind of felt great straight away. Um, started having lessons and was in the school band um, and then went on to study at ATM. I did like a sort of advanced degree uh, course. Um, cool. I think that was. Um, that was that was the point when I was at ACN, I realised I wanted to do the session stuff. Um, I kind of just went for auditions and uh, managed to get my first sort of like signed gig um, through, through ACM. And then it kind of just went from there, really. I just, you know, building up a network of musicians. And, um, I've been going to, I mean, I graduated in 2006. So, yeah, a good 11 years I've been kind of tried, tried, well, tried to keep busy. Um, it's obviously a very competitive uh, industry to be in, but... Um, say since since ACM I left there in 2006 that was like the starting point really from there that's fantastic yeah because I'm at BIM at the moment and like and a lot of people have come out of ACM and said like oh it's a really great place I mean like how did you find it what was life like there it it was good I mean um, it it was a bit of an eye-opener really because you know just in that one place you just saw how many musicians that were you know there to to, you know potentially make a career out of it um so it was great though, I mean the facilities were good, the, the tutors were good, um, and I got what I wanted to, I got what I wanted out of it basically, and it's, it's all good going to these music colleges, but you need to put in the time and the effort to want to become the best player you can be. Of course. Um, so I think that, that side of it is really important as well, you get you get out of it what you put in, you know. Absolutely, no, couldn't agree more. And um, obviously you said um, you wanted to get into the, the session game like after going to ACM and like during ACM did you have like different goals and expectations before you went to ACM not really no um, it, it's all kind of just built it gradually really um, you know I think the first 
proper gig that I got, you know, touring gig that was busy was an artist called Ladyhawk. Um, yes. Okay. Which um, through a bass player who I went to went to the college with. I didn't really know him that well. Um, and then we just happened to be on a function together, and he said like, yeah, "I do want to come and audition for this artist next week." Um, and then I kind of got got that gig, and it, it just kind of spiraled from there, really. So um, that was like the starting point, and then it's I think things just snowball. The more things you do, and the more sort of recognition you get, and people you meet along the way, the more opportunities that you create for yourself. So um, I think that, that that is important to put in that enthusiasm to you know do those function gigs or to go for that audition that you might not think you'll get um, because you'll never know where it'll lead to you know absolutely that, yeah f- yes fantastic and um, so aside from during this period aside from uh the session stuff what were you involved in any different projects were you involved in like an original band or did you do a bit of function work or what what did what else did you do if if you did other things yeah i started off um, well i joined my first band when i was 14 i think so um, I started gigging at that age. I always had, um, you know, a lot of life experience before I went to ATM. Um, and then from there, obviously, you know, you need to you need to pay some bills and function work. Great for that, you know. It's, um, it's, it's a good way of kind of filling out your diary when you you have to tour. Um, so yeah, I think that's like um, you know that's the way I kind of saw it anyway. Um, so just you know just try and keep as busy as possible. You know, if you see those gaps in your diary, sort of prepare ahead and let people know you're around and, um, mm. and just try and keep as busy as possible really yes yes absolutely um so after well leaving acm uh, you've got your first um gig with lady hawk yeah. how long were you with um lady hawk uh we were busy for again it's one of those uh gigs that was, was quite consistent it's a good four years i think we were on the, on the road um so I've been fortunate enough to kind of have two gigs. I mean, Lady Hawk and Foxes were like my main main gigs, but they were they were you know heavily touring gigs. So they they, they kept us busy, which was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that was that was the kind of started with Lady Hawk, and then when that stopped, I kind of fell straight into Foxes. So that very rarely happens, but um, it was nice to have that that crossover. It was quite quick, and then it was kind of back out on the road again. So. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so you're on the road with, um, well, Lady Hawk or Foxes. Like, what is um, life like on the road as a session player? Um, it can be very repetitive, actually. I think, like, when you think about how, you know, the time that you're on stage, I mean, you could be playing, like, a, an hour or 20 minutes, and sometimes you're supporting, you know, maybe half an hour. That's a lot of, a lot of downtime. Um, so it's very important to kind of keep yourself busy in the day I think otherwise you go a bit mental um, yeah so uh, trying to find a routine definitely is really important um, and you know you obviously when you're on tour you're, you're a big family as well so it's really important to get on with people that's, that's a really important thing to you know yeah be as nice person as you can be because you're in each other's pockets quite a, a lot of the time if you're on a tour bus or you're in hotels or whatever at airports so um, it's really important to, to have that, um, you know, people skills, I would say, um, it's, it's very important as well. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's great fun. It's like, you know, it's still hard work, though. You know, the, the travelling and the, and, the, and the touring, you do like a five-week tour. Yeah. You definitely feel that you, you put a lot of work in by the end of it. And, um, 
Yes, definitely. I think, yeah, because it it can get a bit, you know, you can go a bit crazy if you don't like keep yourself in good shape, you know. But um, absolutely, going... yeah. And it, most days you're not needed till till sound check, which can be like three, four in the afternoon. So, you know, you've got got a lot of downtime to to kill. So that day is important to to keep busy. Yeah, absolutely. And going back to the the people skills, it's almost more important, arguably, than the actual playing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it comes hand in hand, I think. You've got to be a good player. I mean, like I say, there's a, a lot of good session players out there, so you have to be good. Um, but, you know, having that nice sort of, you know, person about you, it's, it's, it's an attractive thing for, uh, you know, an artist who's going to want to employ you in, in his or her band, you know. So, um, definitely, it's, it's very important to have that. I wouldn't say it's as important as you're playing. I think the playing, you, you know, so you have to be a good player to get that recognition but once you get into the gig you know your personality um you know you need to say you need to get on with people absolutely absolutely and um so with um foxes what year did you get into foxes uh 2013 i think it was when you okay. came out the first session. so um yeah that, that was coming straight straight go from from then and um it's only till like say the back end of last year that that come to a, a bit of a bit of a halt so um, again, a nice run of touring, and um, we did some amazing things. We uh, supported Coldplay last year, which was which was awesome. Yeah. Um, so we did this US um, stadium tour with them, and that was kind of like the the end of the second album touring, really. So that was a really nice way to end it on such a such a big thing. Yeah, that's, um, that's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, so did you get to hang out with Coldplay? Uh, yes, we did actually. They were very nice, nice guys, very down to earth humble normal um so they they were they were great they they made us feel very welcome actually you know sometimes being a support act you, you can get kind of shoved out the way and uh you know not really looked after but they did everything for us they were great lovely guys yeah yeah they, they seem really nice. nice yeah it's just nice to know if a band can get to that level and not have any arrogance about them you know it's just uh to, to be nice people and, and be that successful it's, it's Rarity, isn't it? So. Absolutely, absolutely. And did you? Is it the drummer? Is it Will Champion? Will Champion, yeah. 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 Did you get to like spend any like drummer on drummer time with him? Uh, we did a little bit because we're, we're both Yamaha artists, so um, you know we kind of made the connection there as well. Um, so that was cool. And he actually is um, from my neck of the woods. Um, he's from Southampton, um, Southampton way. So we had a bit to talk about there as well, which was cool. Um, but yeah, just um, a, just a, a great drummer, so solid, and to to play, you know, a two-hour set, you know, back in the summer in that heat. Um, I mean, it was just a, a, an intense workout, put it that way. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just a hell of a live show. The best thing I've seen. I think we did 16 dates with them, and we just watched every night. It was that good. Didn't get bored of it. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Amazing yeah. thing to watch. Was that um, backstage, or did you actually get? proper concert tickets or was, you know or was it just like a really nice view from backstage um we did we mixed it up actually like uh we went to the front of house for some of it um and then we just got kind of went down the front for another night and then we watched it from the side of the stage another night so we got um we got really spoiled really to be able to watch that gig you know night in night out and um yeah a very good memory like there, a nice way to end the the boxing touring for, for that year so
Yes, absolutely. M- must have been. And um, looking at the other artists you've um, sessioned with, I've got uh, Caro Emerald. Uh, yeah, I've done a few uh, TV promo bits with her, actually. Um, yeah, she was a, a Dutch artist. So, um, I think I did uh, Strictly Come Dancing and a few other little bits with her. Okay, cool. How was she uh, to work with? How was that gig? Um, it was cool. It was good. Um, it's, it's a nice sort of blend of... Um, like blues and jazz really like she, she was great um, I mean we did kind of because it was like a, an in and out thing she had a, I can't even remember the setup now it was a little while ago but um, I think it was just a TV so we just, uh, just played and then that was it so we didn't have too much involvement with her but um, it's cool you know it's just um, like I say nice to work with different people and mix it up a little bit and keeps it keeps it all interesting definitely so. of course of course and you said you've um going on strictly come dancing so it's a live tv environment live tv environment yeah yeah um how does that differ as a player from being in or when you were playing with foxes were there were there any sort of like really fundamental differences between that and playing on live tv um really i mean uh, um Sort of uh, a lot of lot of those pressured gigs where you know doing the live bounce or, or or TV bits where you're on the spot and it is actually live. So it's got a lot of pressure because you, if you cock up on live TV and it's your fault, then um, you know it's not going to look good, is it? So, no, uh, not at all. Dealing with those pressure elements. I mean, generally it's fine. I, I never really got nervous as a performer, but doing those odd bits, it was kind of a little bit like, okay, here we go, like this is quite quite pressurizing so make sure you get it right um so yeah it's, it's all good like i say it's good to have that pressure i think it kind of um sets you up and gets you in a good mentality for the for the future future things so of course and the musicians uh, who you're playing with on that um on live tv are they in the same boat as you are they sort of feeling oh my god you know it's live tv yeah, maybe. I guess um, a few of them uh, might be more experienced than others where they don't really kind of think of it like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, like the live lounge stuff, obviously, I mean, it was one of the first sort of live things on the spot that I did. And I remember really being nervous about it. I mean, literally thinking about everything that you're playing. Um, but the more we've done it, the more you kind of just relax and say, okay, like, you know, you've got that mm. experience there now. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's very very important to get a cope under those pressurised circumstances, definitely. Okay, awesome, fantastic. Um, <laughs> with other artists, um, girls allowed. Yeah. Is was that um what gig was that? Was it um a similar thing to a Cara Emerald thing, or was it a more of a, a bigger gig like the Foxes thing? No, I just did a couple of um TV promo bits with them. Actually, it was um it was kind of like my first sort of recognised break um, I think it's about 2008 and I had to uh, I just had about a casting I went up to uh, to London to cast for this artist I didn't know who it was they would, they needed some extras for a music video um, and I went up and, and did the casting in, in front of me and a guy with a camera I still had no idea who it was for um, yeah. and I had to um, play on a, a drum kit which wasn't there it was like a, a, just an air drumming basically um, okay um, and I had to flirt with the camera by winking at it, and I was just like, "Oh, this is, hor- this is horrendous! Like, this is pretty bad." Um, I almost walked out of the audition, but you know, this is this is too much. Anyway, I thought I, I've come all this way; I might as well do it. Um, and then I got the call. I think the weekend, well, the next 
yeah, the next on the Monday after the weekend, I did the audition um, to say I got the the role as the drummer and um, sort of actor in one of their music videos. I think it's for the Promise. It was called. Okay. Um, and it, it, went, it went on to be number one, and then we got um, some more sort of TV promo bits out of it, which was great. So that was all all very exciting at the time because it's my first sort of like little break, really. I, you know, kind of look a bit like that. So. Of course. Uh, yeah, but it all stemmed from that one one casting, and then let's say uh, got a call to get it, and then some more work came out of it eventually after that. So. Awesome. Awesome. Um, is it, was it a similar thing, the TV promo thing with other uh, artists like Adam Lambert, Nicole Scherzinger? Were they TV promo things as well? Yeah, I mean, um, a lot of those things can be mimes. Um, so, you know, you're kind of on the spot where you just got pads on your drums, dead symbols. Um, so you just, just have to, you still have to learn the track and look like you're performing it. Um, some of those things can just be uh, sort of TV mimes, I guess. So. Um, yeah. So you know, it's a, a gig's a gig, like I say. It's um, a mime's a mime. It's, it's mime is money, as they say. So. <laughs> exactly. You know, you might might as well do as much as you can because it always leads to something, and you know. Definitely. You never know who's going to be put on that gig. You know, the, all the people that usually are on those gigs are all, you know, professional musicians. So, um, you know, that's that's definitely an important thing is having the networking skills as well. That when you do get given these opportunities, you know, to to you know get on with people like going back to that whole thing of personality getting on with people and um and you know just making those connections there because you never know when it will come back around again in the future you know so absolutely no, absolutely um and now i'd like to kind of um move on to almost like an advice kind of section yeah yeah because um you've given me some you know great stories about your career which you know I'm sure loads of people are going to love to hear. But in terms of advice, a lot of people like at ACM, BIM and music colleges, they are loads and loads of people want to be session players. Yeah. Um, and what um, if you if you could look back on your own past, like when you were starting out, what like bits of advice would you give yourself um, to get where you are now? OK, I mean, I was always very keen. Like, I think that's really important. You've got to have that enthusiasm um to want to do it you know that, that's yeah. first and foremost and you want you've got to have that drive to practice and become a better player and you know get out and do those gigs i think that is really important because i'd say there's a lot a lot of us out there trying to do this you know there's a lot of drummers especially so you've got to want to ha- you've got to want it basically um if you don't want it then you know you haven't really got a chance yeah um to be honest with you you've got to be really hungry for it and, and make the effort to go out and do gigs and perform whatever it is at the start just to get that that um that live performance behind you um so i would recommend that definitely so you've got to have that like insatiable hunger for just doing as much as you can really yeah really, yeah you know it's very important um you know to just to make that effort and and, and get out and play as much as possible absolutely yeah because ultimately that's the fundamental thing isn't it i mean absolutely if, yeah studio sessions are very dead now you know there's not so much happening on that side of things so um it's all it's all in live if you want to go out and be a session player and, this, and great gratefully there's still a lot of um you know around sort of live touring and um and that and that side of things so we're lucky enough to keep busy you know um, through, through the touring, that, that kind of is a good way of 
spending a living essentially so. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, would another thing um, be to just sort of do as much as you can, even things that you really think, oh, I really don't think I'm going to be cut out for this. Just do it. Would you like almost join a band who you just you just think, oh, it's really not my kind of music, you know, things like that. Would you just say do as much as you physically can? Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, even if it isn't your cup of tea, um, I would say just give it a go and, and see what happens, you know. If you, if you don't give it a go, then you just don't know where it will lead. So um, it's been a few things for me, you know, that I've, I've gone for and I haven't got, and you can feel a little bit deflated after it, but you never know. Like I say, if you haven't, if you haven't tried, then you don't know what, what the outcome would be. So Absolutely. Um, and for like drummers, I mean, there are a lot of, you know, drummers, like as you've said previously, there are quite a, you know, a large number of drummers all wanting relative you know a relatively similar career yeah um would you um i was speaking to other musicians a lot of them say maybe just play a different instrument just as well as being you know a drummer or a guitarist or whatever just to sort of give you that kind of edge what do you agree with that absolutely yeah um i never actually went on to learn a second instrument i can play a bit of keys um but that's about it um but that's a, a really good idea like I say it's not putting all your eggs in one basket um you know you've got to think outside the box just from wanting to be a session player because there's not that many people who can go on and you know just be a session player um you know I run a, a music agency as well so I do a lot of booking on the side of things so that that kind of funds the quieter times when um you know the session stuff isn't that busy so um definitely think outside the box and and, and other ways you can you know, still play your instrument or be involved with music. Um, but you need to almost have something else on the side to, as a backup plan, if you like. So, Yeah, absolutely. And um, do you think a lot of um, people wanting to be session musicians need to almost change their perception of what it is to be a session player? Because speaking to, uh, well, other session players in like similar interviews, they just said, well, people don't really like, people's perception isn't reality they're thinking of like a session career that probably existed 20 years ago mm-hmm. and like you know do you think people just need to really understand that you know this what the studio sessions you know it really really isn't what it used to be you know back in the day no i i think yeah as a you know looking at it it's yeah. I mean, you look at the the guys that do keep busy. It's not necessarily the guys that have loads of chops and and loads of guys that are necessarily the, you know the most technical of players. But these guys that do keep busy are people, well, musicians who have an ear basically that can go into a session and you know just just groove and hold it down and 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 learn to play for the song. And I think that's really important to to be able to do that. Um, mm. So having all the chops and all that kind of thing isn't really necessarily um gonna get you a gig do you know what i mean um, yeah of course so so i would say you know have an ear and and just be as musical as possible and as possible you know as possibly you can really um uh yeah so what was the, the other part you said about that as well um it's yeah like people need to like understand that it, it you know isn't you know that sort of career um, i think the thing with music colleges it does have that tendency to sort of like create this assumption that there are loads and loads and loads of sessions just you know waiting for people to 
to jump into them but that really isn't the case you know it's it's not no yeah no, definitely not it's not as um it's not as many, it's many studio sessions like i said um anymore so yeah it's it's it is about touring and, and and luckily getting with an artist that keeps busy on the road because that is you know a good good way of bringing in an income now you know so of course and um talking about um yeah almost learning different skills because i think drummers like drummers i've met along the way because obviously it's a non-pitched instrument they have like a tendency to sort of like like not almost like consider like the like the whole orchestration of a piece i think do you think it's important for like a drummer to really understand like what the other instruments are doing as you know because they are ultimately the heart of the band Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah. Um, like so having that ear, it's been able to listen to other musicians when you're in that session, and 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 working together as a team. You know. Um, so I think that's really important to be able to listen to other parts and other people's, you know, ideas. You know, whether it's them playing musically or them speaking about it verbally. You know. So it's um, it's very important to just listen and 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 provide what you think's the best you know in the in the situation depending on what you what you you've heard or what you listen to mm. um so i think i think that's really important yeah to to listen to the other musicians completely mm, 100% and um you were talking about uh well a few minutes ago like part right you know the p- writing parts and like like you said like holding down a groove um, yeah. as a, as a drummer how do you approach part writing because that's such a fundamental skill for any like freelance session guy to have yeah um I mean, is it writing parts for drums or yeah for yeah for drums yeah um i mean i'd, I'd have a listen to i mean the first thing we did with fox well the, the studio recording we got given a bunch of demos basically so you would get the demo and then you can start to think about oh that would be quite cool to put that groove in there or that feel um so it really just comes from from the, my experience a, a demo track you know yeah um and there could be programmed drums already on it from, you know, the person they've, they've produced a demo with where you think, okay, that's cool. I like that idea, but I think we can maybe change that bit there or change that bit there. So, um, yeah, so it can, it can stem from there. And then when you get in the studio, you obviously bring your ideas to the producer who might say, I like what you're doing there. Um, but can we just try changing that bit? So it's, it's working together, you know, all the time. It's like, you know, not having that, um, that arrogance to be like well no i'm going to play my parts that's what i think is right you've got to be able to kind of work together as a team um and listen to other people's ideas you know that's really important Mm. to be able to do that so by the end thing everybody's happy and you've come up with something that's going to sound good you know the world to the best it can be so yeah so it so ultimately something that just sounds good you know making everything sound good yeah cool and it's in terms of like like a working skill you think it's important like you were talking about earlier to work as a team be open to ideas to almost hold your own because ultimately not every idea someone suggests is going to be liked or used would you say it's important to just have that sort of almost brassiness like not not in in an open way but just sort of like um and not being too disheartened when your part isn't being used and Completely, yeah. yeah. I think that is really important, really important, not to take. Um, you know, being in the music industry, you're going to get setbacks and, and knockdowns, whatever. So it's learning how to deal with those. But in that situation, mm. it is really important to kind of say, well, you know, you know, we're we're a team here, so just just come together and just all put our ideas in, um, 
So yeah, if your idea doesn't get used, then you can't take it personally. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, you're you're a session musician. You're hired to play your part, and you know there's going to be an artist that will want it her or his way, or a producer that wants it their way. They're higher up, you know, in the hierarchy than you. So you kind of have to listen to other people's ideas and um, mm. see, see what suits best, I guess. So um, yeah, definitely open open for ideas and and not to, not to take criticism is actually really important because you're going to get it in this in this industry 100% so yeah and like how would you how did you like learn to deal with setbacks did you have any like strategies or like methods anything um, anything like that not really i mean I've, I've i've had setbacks definitely i mean i've been um asked to do a gig and then it didn't come off for for whatever reason so you kind of you know back to back to square one again and, and, and nothing in the diary so but it is really just trying to keep as, as positive as possible like you like to say you will get setbacks but um as long as you keep keep going and and and, and don't get too dragged down when it's a bit quiet um you know it's, it's having that positive attitude and it will get, mm. get you a long way definitely and would you say just the more you put yourself or the more you throw yourself at other projects the more you do the more you'll just almost naturally become more accustomed to you know having a few setbacks so i guess the more you experience a setback like it's not as not as bad as you know it's the first time you get it or like yeah it gains you get grows with experience definitely because everyone's going to get a setback at some point and so i've been doing this sort of professionally for 10 years and the first few setbacks you take you take it really harshly because you're so passionate about wanting to do what you do and you and um the fact that you take it personally is actually a great thing because it shows that you care about what you're doing yeah um that's that's definitely but i say as you get older you kind of you learn to deal with them and be like okay well that one didn't work out onto the next thing you know so i think that's really important to have that view um and not like i say get dragged down too much so yeah think like thinking of the bigger picture and just sort of you know really really going you know, keep you know looking forward keeping positive absolutely like i say there's always an opportunity around the corner so um if that one didn't work out then there's always something else that's it's in the pipeline so that's the way i've kind of looked at it anyway <laughs> so, yeah 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 that's, that's, that's fantastic and when you like see like younger guys getting into the session or becoming session players do you yeah. like um look at them and go oh, I really feel that the, these guys should have these skills. Do you think there are any sort of like lack of essential skills that are really quite apparent in up-and-coming session players? Um, so what do you mean by that? So, For example, I've spoken to uh, quite a few guitarists yeah. and um, a lot of them have like done you know West End theatre shows, like sure. things of the like, and um, a few of them have said, yeah, guitarists are really, you know, there's a, a real apparent lack of the ability to sight read. Right. Um, so is there anything like in the, well, the drumming world that you think, ah, you know, something similar to that, something similar to that um, situation? Yeah, yeah, I guess um, if you can read, that is is a bonus. I mean, let's like say I, I haven't had to really do a reading gig with the touring that I've done, but if you've got to learn a lot of songs for something that's the, you know, that may come in the next day, if you can notate stuff and write it down, it's going to make life a lot easier for yourself. So, um, you know, I think the reading is important as opposed to just doing everything by ear. Um, yeah. and like I say, if you can read it does, it means you can go on and not necessarily do the, the touring side of things you could do, you know, pit band work or, or teaching for example. Um, 
So I think the, the reading is, is actually quite an important thing, definitely. Yeah, and like the ability to transcribe as well, because I think that comes up a lot. Um, I think. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you've got a lot of songs to learn for a, a session that comes in very last minute. You can yeah. write, write bits down as opposed to having to do it all by ear. Um, you know, you've got those notes there which you can read on the day and, and get you through the session. So. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's all well, it's being as versatile as you possibly can, like skill-wise. Yeah. Trying to yeah. What would you agree with that? Uh, completely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's push, pushing yourself all the time. Mm. Um, you know, it's always always something you could be learning. Um, so. Yeah, it can be it can be quite easy to get get relaxed if you're on a, a gig and you know the set in and out. The last thing you want to be doing is practicing. But I think I've always just tried to push myself, even though you know the the work's busy on on a certain gig. But you got to think outside the box and 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 keep yourself you know prepared for for what potentially could be coming up. So practice is really important um, in between what you're doing. So and like yeah. I say, pushing pushing yourself all the time, pushing giving boundaries and um it's a good way of testing yourself by doing that so absolutely 100 percent. like with um like giving yourself a bunch like oh i want to be able to you know transcribe maybe 10 songs in a day just yeah just to replicate that well a pretty potential situation because that does happen quite a lot definitely yeah yeah especially with um like with function work and stuff like that and depth work yeah. within that kind of world. Yeah, it's good practice, definitely. And um, like I say, it can get you through some sticky situations if you haven't had much time to learn it. So, um, yeah, that's important. Cool. Um, so in terms of, like, your, like, skills and, like, other things you do, have you um, dabbled in teaching at all? Uh, yes, I've taught in the past and uh if i'm home from tour i have a select few pupils that i teach um when i'm back so that's good and i i still still actually really enjoy the teaching side of things so um yeah and like i say it's 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 a source of income when you say you're not on the road and they're not busy and um but yeah i think there's there's certain ways there's certain people that you know can teach i think i have a lot of patience to be a teacher um yeah so um, I think that that's really important. Um, but yeah, and you know, just you know, having the the enthusiasm to want to do it as well, not just to you know think about bringing the money. It's actually what you're giving to people. You want to give them the service and inspire them to go on to be a better player. So um, if you're doing that as a teacher, then you're doing all the right things. Absolutely, absolutely. And would you say it's something that every drummer or every other musician should try at some point? Because it is, like you said, it is an income earner, but ultimately it isn't for everyone. No. Um, I mean, it's worth trying. I mean, like I say, if it doesn't work out and you don't like it, then that's, that's it, isn't it, really? Um, I think it's it's something worth trying and it's it, no no harm in doing that alongside your, you know, your, your playing career. So, um, yeah. But if, you, if you don't like it, you can always focus on something else, you know, but... Um, as musicians, we you know we want to make a career out of music. So teaching is you know like almost the next option, the sensible option to, to do a long time. Absolutely, um, and just to a sort of a final like thought or thinking point, do you um, see the future of uh, freelancing or sessioning going in a particular direction? Do you think that uh, the role of being a session player is going to evolve in the next? 
I don't know, five years or so? I'd like to think so. Um, I, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult, difficult one to call because I feel in general at the moment things are a little, I feel quite quiet in the music industry. I don't, there's not many new artists that are coming out. So it's a hard one to predict. Um, I mean, you look at Ed Sheeran at the moment. I mean, he's completely dominating the charts. Um, he's been around for a, for a little while and um, there doesn't seem to be a lot of new people coming through, which is always a concern. But who knows, like, um, you know, in the future, there could be a, a surge of, of new artists coming through, which means there's going to be um, more work for session musicians. You know, mm. I, I also think trying your own thing is really um, a really good thing as well, because you, you never know where that can take you. Um, and some, some people almost like um, almost too scared of doing it. But unless you try doing your own thing, your own band and your own project, then you will never know. Um, so I would say do that as much as you can alongside the sessions and, and see where that takes you cool so you think it's quite you can be a session guy and in a band at the same time do you think that's yeah, feasible d- definitely definitely i mean the band i'm in at the moment uh, which which i started it's um uh, you know i'm seeing it as a side project it's it's if, if things aren't as busy on the gig front then you know i've always got that to keep keep my mind active and getting involved with the writing process is great i love doing that um, yeah. you know, creating so creating songs that you've written and writing your parts for you know for your band and when you perform them, even though you're going back to the start and performing in front of ten people and some some dingy venue, but it's just having that that feeling of playing your songs um, and yeah, just to, to see where it, you know the, the excitement and not knowing where you can take it, you know. So, um, mm. but yeah, it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a good thing to do, I think definitely. Um, just having that creative process and getting involved in, on the on the writing side of things and you know it's all, it's all about sort of um say just just testing yourself and pushing you pushing yourself as much as you can um yeah i think that's really important so awesome so was that the um because your band is it coax coax yes c-o-a-x um yeah the the ep's out on friday i think actually uh it comes out on all the digital platforms itunes and and whatever so this um, friday this Friday it comes out, yeah. Uh, I think, oh, nice uh, one. Yeah, so that's good. So it's the first EP we've released as a band and we just put it out ourselves. We're unsigned and unmanaged, but, um, you know, we put it out there and see see what happens, really. So. Awesome. Well, yeah. I, I, well, was that um, doing the band, was that like what you said before? Is it like just wanting to do your own thing and like really have that creative uh, output almost, that create being in that creative environment? Like, is that something you always you know you want like you got to a point it's like I really want to do my own thing now. Yeah, I mean I've always wanted to do it, um, but I've always just been committed to like session projects really, where you haven't really necessarily got the time to do it. And um, I just uh, I knew the, the singer in the band that I started for a long time. I've always said you know it'd be good to do something together at some point. So yeah, be, yeah, be really interesting to you know hear what you guys you know create, and I can't wait to hear it when it comes out on Friday. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, thanks. Well, that's one download anyway, so that's... Yes! <laughs> <laughs> one fan. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, well, Ben, thank you so much for spending best part of an hour with me. I really appreciate you spending uh, no your worries, time with me. Cool. Fantastic. Yeah, no worries, Kieran. All right, good luck with it all. Uh, cheers, Ben. All the best. Cheers. All the best. Cheers. Bye. Legend. In case you were wondering, his band Coax, C-O-A-X, their material has been released already. He was talking about a Friday quite a while ago. 
I've checked out myself. It's really good. It's available across all platforms. If you enjoyed that, listen in next time. I'll be talking to guitarist Dave Niskin. Done a lot of work for the Jersey Boys live theatre production. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So if you're really interested in pit band work or theatre work, or you're already in that kind of area of work, you have no excuse not to listen in. Cheers for listening. See you then.